Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Welcome back to Goodness and Gracious. I'm Chrissy. I'm Renee. So, Renee, it seems like it's been a coon's age since we've recorded. Yes. <laughs> um, we've just had a lot going on. Um, last week was Easter, mm-hmm. uh, so we didn't record. Um, we were spending time with our families. Okay. And then um, the week before that, we the Easter experience. The Easter yep. experience, yep. That outreach um, ministry that we had at the church. Yep. Actually, we were in Castelia. Yes. Um, downtown Castelia. And that was a big old town. I know. It's huge, tall skyscrapers <laughs> yeah. and everything. So we're just joking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't think that Castelia is like that. Please don't. So as you know, we've been walking through the fruit of the spirit and we are on peace for the month of April. And we talked about peace with God in the last segment. And we addressed how to get peace with God, you know, and that's by, of course, getting saved, um, accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And we hope that that was a help, a benefit to everyone. And we, again, invite you to reach out to us with any questions that you may have about that. Yep. So we talked about how you must have peace with God in order to have the peace of God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So, Renee, let's remind them of the theme verse. All right. Theme verse is Galatians 5, through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. So, how many times have we heard the term peace used incorrectly? Peace, man. Peace out. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> or, almost as a cliché, and you knew that the person that said that they had peace did not look like they had anything close to peace. Right. So their, their face kind of gave them away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're saying something, but yeah. your your face is saying something exactly. totally different. <laughs> and your actions. Yes. You know? Yes. So more often than not, we find that this word is used as an opposite or alternative to fear. And we humans, we like to fret. And fear about a plethora of things, don't we? (laughs) Um, But what does God say about fear? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Doesn't that step on your toes a little bit? I mean, (laughs) my my toes are hurting. Um, So I must tell you that I have met some Christians that seemed as far from a fearless sound mind as you could possibly be. So if God has not given us the spirit of fear, but rather the ability to have peace, does he really expect us to have peace all the time? I mean, come on. That can't even be possible, can it? (laughs) With him? Yep. (laughs) So the great and sad reality is that it is possible and even Mm -hmm. expected. So 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So first and foremost, he cares for you. He says that you are to cast all your cares upon him, throw them his way. He can handle it. 
He wants you to do this. I think a lot of times we think of him as a little God. Yeah. And that's why we don't do that. Yeah. It's easier for us to just hang on to it. Or we're sparing him. Yeah. We're sparing him, you know. It's right. Just, you know, right. God, you don't need this. You know, you got enough on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I Seriously, I think that's the way we think sometimes. Yeah. So what good will casting your cares which I would consider praying mm-hmm. do what, what good would it do? Well, it fixes everything and puts things into the proper perspective. Right. It takes a load off of you. Yep. Sure does. Gives it to him, which is what he's expecting of you. Yep. <laughs> so Isaiah 26, three says "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth thee. So when your mind is stayed on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. Now, doesn't that sound glorious? Mm -hmm. Guess what? If we do not have perfect peace, who is to blame and who is responsible? Us. Us. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's us. So maybe you are familiar with Philippians 4, 8, 9. Um, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So the list is pretty plain and extensive. If you think on these things and only these things, perfect peace can be yours. So why don't we have perfect peace then? Because we do not only think on these things, and that right. is plain and simple. I was having a rough day. I don't know. It's been a while, while ago. And sometimes I'll text, you know, different people and say, just pray for me. Just having a rough day or whatever. And I text my daughter, Rachel. Just says, she, she says, Mom, get your piece of paper out and start writing down things. What sober things are true. What sober things are true. And I'm like, you just slapped me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. I'm just... I'm just saying it works. Yeah, you know it does. That's a funny thing. We if we do what he says, it yeah, works. it works. Go That's figure. The, the crazy thing. <laughs> Who'd ever thunk it? Exactly. Exactly. That's a wow. That's a really good plan, God. Yeah. So we like to use the excuse of you don't know my situation. Well, maybe not. Maybe I don't know your situation, right. but God does. Mm-hmm. And if He knows, what do we have to fret? Right. I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. Does that mean that everything that we walk through is going to be comfortable? On the contrary. Definitely. (laughs) So what about when the world is a scary place? I mean, it's it's pretty scary right now, right? So, I mean, that's a good excuse to not have peace, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But what does John 16.33 say? These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So I guess, you know, that excuse we can't use. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what if your relationship with someone is on the rocks? What What does the Bible have to say about that? Well, let's see. That uh, Hebrews twelve fourteen says, follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And Romans twelve eighteen says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, Live peaceably with all men. Uh, I'm I'm just going to have to say that stabs me right in the heart because <laughs> those excuses are gone. You right. know, if he right. says it, then he's he's providing the ability to do that. Yep. So now, how about this? What if you get bad news? Hmm. 
there is for sure enough of that going around in the world these right. days, don't you think? Right. Right. Um, what do you think about that one, Renee? Well, I've got a testimony on that one. If it's all right, I'll go ahead and give it um, about peace from God when I had things that weren't the way I wanted them to be. Uh, me and Gary were married in 1989 and just started, decided to start a family after a few years. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. So God blessed us to get pregnant with Josh. He was due to December of 91, the day after Christmas, but didn't come until January 8th, 1992. So two weeks <laughs> overdue. Well, I had to be induced and the whole process of labor and delivery was not easy to say the least. When Josh was born, he was blue and they said he wasn't sucking good. So they put him on an incubator and the doctor came to check him out. And because he was the first grandchild on each side of the families, of course, we had a lot of people come to the hospital to come to visit and everything. Yeah. Well, after a while, the doctor checked him out and had the specialists come in and check him out also. So this was the news our doctor told us. Your son will be either an invalid or he could possibly die. They were telling me there, they were telling me there was something wrong with my son. To me, that's pretty bad news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course, as a new mother, I cried and Gary and I agreed to call the elders of the church to come in and anoint Josh for healing. So we were in a little room with the big window so all of our family could see, because we had lost family that was there. Mm -hmm. And we get, had them gather around and anoint Josh. We also went into another room with both the specialist and our family doctor at the time and had a circle of prayer. I mean, to me, that's fascinating to yeah. have the two doctors be able to go and pray with you. Definitely. And after all this, I would sit in the rocking chair, hum an amazing grace to Josh. That was just something that just popped in my head, just, just sat, you know, rocked and just hummed amazing grace. But still the doctors wanted, it told us basically you have to send him to Toledo NICU to be checked out. So I was released from the hospital and left my son at the hospital in Sandusky, Ohio. Scary. Yes. Um, as Gary and I laid down to try to get some rest, which was not an easy task <laughs> no. at first, uh, we both agreed we had peace. Whether God decided to heal him or to take him, we had sweet peace. That only comes from him. Yeah. That peace comes from my loving Savior with going through something so difficult. Well, we did the long ride following the ambulance with my son to the Toledo Hospital. That was, it's like an hour drive, but it seemed like it took forever to yeah. get up there. Um, they did tests on him, and he looked like Goliath in amongst these little Davids in the NICU. <laughs> I mean, you know babies are very, very small. Yep. So, and I can't remember for sure how long he was in the hospital, to be honest with you, but the doctors came out, and these were his their words. I have no clue why they sent him up here. We can't find anything wrong with him. I could have shouted. You see, my God healed Josh that day. He just turned 30 years old this past January and God has blessed him with a wonderful wife, a beautiful little girl. He's now a preacher and has a great desire to work in the ministry to see soul saved. God didn't have to heal him, but he did because he saw a little boy he could use for his kingdom. Yeah, he definitely did. Yes. <laughs> and just to ramble a little bit more, another testimony was um, when my daughter Rachel was pregnant with Case and her firstborn. Her labor and delivery went a lot like mine. I mean, it was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, she had to be induced, and it was a long process for Kaysen being born. Um, Kaysen was the first Grammy for us. Yep. And um, yeah, so we decided to stay at the hospital until Kaysen was born. Yeah, we camped <laughs> out. We had that place <laughs> packed. How many nights was that? Like two nights we spent there? I think she or? went on Thursday and had him on Saturday. Yeah, so, something like that. We yeah. stayed, I mean, and there's no beds there for us. Right. <laughs> 
take turn on the couch. Yes. Um, I prayed and I cried and nothing seemed to be happening much with her labor. Finally, she started progressing and we waited and we waited and it was super early Saturday morning. Um, I was just worried and sick because we hadn't heard anything for a while. We knew things were progressing. Right. So I laid down as good as you could, you know, with yep. the little bit of yeah, furniture we had. I, re- I remember that <laughs> night. I can still see you yes. laying there. Um, I ended up putting some music on. And as I was sitting there listening, God gave me such a great peace that I actually drifted off to sleep, as uncomfortable as it was, and woke up with a picture of Kaysen. Yeah. Our perfect Precious bundle of joy, Case and Isaac. I mean, he was perfect. Yes. God was once again working on the scene, and I can't thank him enough for the peace he gives, even when we feel everything is falling apart. Yep. And it seems like, you know, these are huge things to us. They're small things to God, mm-hmm. but they're huge to us, and he loves us right. and wants us to have peace about these things that uh, are so small for mm-hmm. him, but so large for us. Right. So another time, real quick. Um, a couple weeks ago, no, was it a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. I guess a couple weeks ago. It's too like, yeah, <laughs> all these They're things are running together. <laughs> Josh dropped Juliet off on a Monday morning and said Jenny wasn't doing good. My daughter in law, um, she had kidney stones and um, she was having a terrible time. Well, I guess she drove to work and you took her to the ER. Mm-hmm. Well, being at home, you know, nothing going on. It's, it's hard to get a hold of people. And I understand they're at the hospital and they can't text every time. And with me having Juliet, her daughter, I didn't want to cry in front of her. But at the time, I, I fear came upon me. So as Juliet was watching TV, I went into the bedroom. And I was crying out to God. And put the song on, Truth I'm Standing On. Mm-hmm. And the fear turned into praise and peace. Because I was starting to look towards the truth. Right. Instead of my fear. Yeah. So it can be done. I mean, in all your circumstances, even though it looks very dreary. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of it. And right in the I middle mean, of it all. You can there be, was Jesus. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> and one second you can be fretful. Mm-hmm. And then the next second you can have peace. Right. And that's the way our God right. works. I mean, she had to go through surgeries and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But God worked it out. She's she's doing pretty good right now, you know, as far as I know. So God had a control. Yeah. I just had to let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> and as humans, we don't want to do that. No, we don't. Well, and it's sometimes it's innocent. I yeah. really think that it's innocent. Yeah. And uh, we we have that, um, I don't want to put this on God's plate kind of mentality. Right. We think that we don't, but we do, yeah. you know. So here's a portion of scripture that is often used out of context or is not appreciated for the full benefits of what it says. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. So I think that we hear this verse and, and read this verse so often that we, we just, we don't appreciate mm-hmm. it for what it actually says. So there are so many things in this chapter that I want to touch on. Okay. 
I think one, before you go on with that, yeah. I think one of the things is the only way I always just about hear this verse is at the graveside yeah, or at the funeral. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> there's more to this verse than just those. Right. You know? Yep. So you're going to tell us about her. I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about this together. <laughs> so since the Lord is my shepherd, there is no need to want for anything since he is the giver of all needs. Even when we think we have been shorted. That, that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, if I don't have something, guess what? I don't need it. Right. You know, <laughs> even though just because I think that I need it doesn't mean that I need it. Um, so he is the giver of all things that we need, even when we believe that we've been shorted. Right. So just being one of his lets me view life in such a way that I am able to see life as green pastures and still waters. I have that ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do that? Because I, I'm going to take you back to the verse that you were talking about that you read, um, thinking on those things. Right. I don't, ha- I can't see the green pastures and I can't see the still waters because I'm not thinking on the things right. that he tells me to think on. His leadership directs us down the righteous path because that is who and what he is. He's righteous. That's the only path he can take us on. Mm -hmm. When life seems unbearable, I can know that is only the shadow of the valley of death and not the actual valley of death and that I have no reason whatsoever to fear since he is with me always. Mm -hmm. When I am obedient and when I am not, his rod and staff comfort me depending on which one I need. Right. That's, uh, right. that's the, that's the, his rod and a staff. Well, what does he use? The, what does he use the staff for? Well, he lead, he uses the staff to lead us. Mm-hmm. He keeps us, you know, he can touch us with the staff and keep us where we need to go. But his rod, mm-hmm. if we stray, yes. it's going to be the rod that you're not going to want. Right. But both of them, I love how he says that. Both of them are going to comfort me. Mm-hmm. So continuously, I am able to feast, whether in the presence of friends or foes. I continuously have the spirit. And because of that, I can be in a state of joy and peace. Mm-hmm. So how is it possible, really, to live in this state of peace? I know that this is a real question of most people who claim to be Christian, because I I see so many defeated Christians who are living without a shred of evidence that they have the peace of God because they're letting their surroundings overtake them instead of looking to the one that can take care of them. And I know I do know the flip side of that. Um, It's easy to see and it's easy to point out less, less easy to see that in yourself when you're doing that. And I, I completely grasp that, but I also believe that we can get to a point where we can successfully and rightly direct someone um, to see that they don't have peace in their life because of that simple verse that says, um, you know, removing the the moat and the beam and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. First, remove it out of yours. So then you're able to help right. your brother or I think sister. we do it the opposite way. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So... If you're carnally minded, you're not able to think on those things. 
But if you are spiritually minded, you are able to think on those Mm -hmm. things, you know. So what is the difference between being carnally minded and thinking on these things? When you are, you know, when you're focused on what others think, when you're focused on, um, well, they're getting away with this or they're getting away with that. When you're when you're focused on the things that are that lead you down the carnal path, um, there's definitely no peace in those things. So when we are committed to being what God calls us to be and what he says we can be and have, everything else will fall into place. You cannot will yourself to have peace. I think, think that's, of, I think that's what people try to do. Yeah. yeah. There's no way that you can possibly right. do it. You can't say, well, I'm going to have peace today. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> peace only comes from allowing God to have his rightful place in your life. And this is true for peace with God and the peace of God. It's surrendering. Yep. I mean, just like, you know, the morning with Jenny, I had just, just, I just had to surrender it, you know, and say, Lord, I can't be there. You know, I don't know what the outcome is. You're just going to have to take control because, you know, since of me taking control, I can't do anything with it. Doesn't it feel so much better when you do <laughs> it does. that though? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you remember, you know, you know, when Gary is preaching and saying that we need to be here, we need to, there's this one thing or, you know. Um, I completely agree with that, but I also think that it's people get the wrong perception of, well, I'm doing this, so I'm bad. That's not the case. If you are fretting in the middle of it, you're like, I don't want to do this. And you give it to God and then you have peace. That's growth. Mm -hmm. That's sanctification as far as I'm concerned. And then the next time, the the amount of time that you're fretting over a situation is going to be less because you're going to remember what that peace felt like. Right. Well, let's look at James 3.17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. I absolutely love this verse. Um, I think the clear path to peace is through the wisdom from and of God um, that is available to all who want it. And the verse says, gentle and easy to be entreated. Entreat literally means to ask for earnestly, beseech, implore, or beg. God says you want wisdom. It is a very good thing to have. And if you want it, it will be pure and peaceable. And guess what? It is also easy to ask for it, but you must ask for it. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. When, when you're reading or- when you're saying all this, it, that's yeah. the key. You yeah. have to ask for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that is the part that everyone misses. Um, but I think that we really do know that. We're just afraid to ask for mm-hmm. it because the closer that we grow to to God, the closer we get to Christ, the more peace we, we will have, the more the things of the world don't you know, they, they're not important to us mm-hmm. anymore. And I think that sometimes we're afraid that there are some things that we are really holding on to. They're not going to be important right, anymore. Right. When you seek after and accept the wisdom that God is so graciously offering, it will change your whole life. Mm-hmm. It will have an effect on every thought, action, relationship, endeavor, everything. So this takes a real commitment. I mean, Following after God and the things that make for peace is not for the faint of heart. Just letting you know, right. if you're not willing to uh, follow through with it, 
you're probably, you know, don't want to do it. Now that may seem contrary to what we're trying to do here, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, it's not for the weak. Right. Um, I know that it is used too much, but I find myself saying all the time, this world is a terrible place. So much evil and temptation at every turn. This is so true. You want an excuse to not be what God is calling you to be. You don't have to look very far. Um, someone was someone is going to be willing to give you an excuse yes. to not be what God wants you to be. And even Christians are guilty of giving other Christians an out for not being what God calls us to be. They do this in the examples that they set, the places they frequent, the clothes they wear, the activities they partake in, and what they allow to cause them to miss church. Mm -hmm. um, these are the people who do not display peace in their lives. And you, you'll be able to see that. Yeah. We were working on a project while I go in the fellowship hall. Oh my goodness. I didn't have peace really at that minute. <laughs> How many hours did we work on that? And I'm like, and Gary just preached this morning and said, my temper has gotten so much better, but I'm like, it's ready to flare up. Cause I was getting yeah, aggravated. I know I was, I was right there right along with you. Cause I'm thinking about all these things that we have to do. You know, we have the the podcast to record. Yeah. Um, and we were, we're in a time crunch and I was, I was, yes. I was literally like, what in the world is I going on? I didn't expect it to take that long. No, I didn't. You know, either. one thing I do remember, we did not pray before we did it. Yeah, we you just are right. We did it. Yep. So we, that was our fault. Yeah, we are kicking ourselves. Lord forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot stress enough that the peace of God never changes. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is, it is always available and does not change according to what current events look like, what your own personal situations look like, or what someone you love's situation looks like. I think that that's key. Right. You know, um, you see someone that you love going through something, but God's you know, the piece of him doesn't change right. with the tragedy that I'm looking mm -hmm. at. And it is always available. You just have to want it. Yeah. I think a lot of times people just assume be in the mess that they're in. They would. <laughs> well, I want it for peace. It's a, it's about drama. So if you, yeah. if you are someone who loves drama, you're not going to want peace because right. that's going to, you know, that's going to take away from your drama. And there are people like that. I know you, you can sue me now, but I'm just telling you, <laughs> there's some people that just love drama. Yep. So time does not allow for us to talk about every verse that references peace. Let me tell you, there are a ton. Even if it doesn't say the word peace in it, there are a lot of verses mm -hmm. that um, reference peace. But I do recommend um, doing your own small study of this because you will be greatly blessed by it. I do want to conclude with one of my favorite verses. Go ahead. You can. I can. You can yeah, go ahead. Okay. Say it. Yes. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. What a comfort that mm -hmm. is. Doesn't it seem, I read that and I'm thinking this is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. There is no possible way that it's going to keep my heart and it's going to keep my mind and it passes all understanding. There's no way that it could possibly be that, but it is. Yeah. It's just amazing how big our God is and we just make him so small. I know. And just kind of shove him under the rug every now and then, you know, get him out when we need him. Yep. So I love these, you know, studying for these podcasts is such a blessing to me because I'm learning where I need to, oh, to move up. Me too. It's yes. like, uh, when a preacher, you know, is preaching himself, he's learning these things. That's kind of the, what, what we do right. is we're, we're learning everything. And I'm, I have so been trying to focus 
on peace. Since we started this in the beginning of April, I'm trying to focus. When I start to fret, I start to mm -hmm. um, say, no, I want peace. How do I get this? How right. do I, let me focus. Let me think on these things. Um, and I'm not going to tell you it's an easy thing because it's really, really not easy. Like I said, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. um, but once you have it and once you taste it just a little bit, oh, yeah. you're going to want it all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that wraps up this segment of peace for April. Yep. So we'll That's start good. in May. What are we starting with? Mm. Long, Long suffering. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. This is going to be a good one guys. And um, so I think we're going to have some guests. Are we? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think we're going to have some guests and I think that you would be surprised who they're going to be. Um, we say that we, we don't want to say, say it because it could, yeah, God could, God could change his yeah. mind and be like, yeah. no, I don't, I don't. But if God leads us, yep, we could possibly have some guests. We're next gonna have time. some guests. Yep, we're gonna get some. The first insight. segment or the second segment? I think the second. Okay. Well, awesome. well see, yeah, that could change too. Okay. Lay that foundation of long suffering, and then get some people in here, and find out what they think about long suffering right. and what they, um, some long suffering that they've been through. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. So until next time, see ya. Bye. We thank you for joining us for our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.